Welcome to the Your Message Received podcast. And now, taking your message to the finish line, your host, John Duffin. Hey folks, this is John Duffin here from Duffin Media, and welcome back to another episode of Your Message Received. Your Message Received is the podcast for finding your business voice. All you, all authentic, you at your best, we're just going to tweak a little bit. Each week, as you keep coming back, we're going to keep dropping bombs as it relates to tips, techniques, thought leaders, experts in the field that will enable you to perform at your best. And that's the whole point. It's you. We're not changing your voice. We're not changing your talent. We're just flipping switches so that you can get what you want, find what you need, improve your business relationships, heck, your personal relationships too. Right now, you're finding us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and a whole bunch of other places. And keep tuning in, keep liking, keep sharing, and we'll keep firing off more content. So welcome back to another episode. And today, I am really privileged because I get to interview a very special guest. And for me, special doesn't even begin to define it simply because you're going to be meeting someone I've now known for more than a couple of years who's my voiceover coach. And I'm going to give you the the bio on Mark Cashman in a moment, but from the personal side, I'm going to tell you this. The reason this podcast has begun, the reason I say finding your business voice, the reason that merger of business, presentation, and voiceover all came into play, began with my relationship with Mark Cashman. Mark Cashman is an award-winning voice talent, more than 40 years in the VO biz, an acclaimed author. He's the author of the book, VO, which I own not only one, two copies of, uh, and we're going to be referencing that today. He's a keynote event speaker. You can find him everywhere on social media. And you'll find him on his website, Cashman Commercials, as well. Has done everything. Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, John, for inviting me. It's such a pleasure to to be involved in your projects and, and, and in this particular case, your your latest podcast, which is just flying. It's just it's just taking off. It's it's just doing great. <laughs> I'm I'm so flattered. And and one of the things that that I was thinking about is I was going back a little bit in terms of just me walking back to when this began and thinking of you, there, there, like the evolution as to where this began is the part to me that's, that's so astounding. I had been in a group of three where we were looking to launch a business voice coaching platform. Mm-hmm. And we were ne- they were great. The talent was amazing. Um, we were never able to get it to the finish line. And that's fine. But what happened was in my conversations with you and certain other keynote people, I had come to the realization when I was training with you, when I was working with you, that the correlation between presentation, business speak, and voiceover, I didn't realize that there was such a direct cross in between the two. Mm Mm-hmm. You taught me that. Um, God Almighty. So just for, for the listeners, 
Based upon our coaching sessions, let's see, you've taken me to VoiceCon, AutoCon, FarmCon, ManufactureCon, <laughs> and here was one of the first things I thought about was your analogy of so much of commercial and narration is the equivalent of delivering a PowerPoint presentation. When did you come to realize that was so? It was basically when I realized that this disconnect that I was having, and a lot of other people were having it, but I didn't know that they were having it. But I always found this disconnect. And it was when I first initially started uh, 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 learning about uh, voice acting. And uh, a couple of people said to me, well, pretend you're talking to one person. Just pretend you're talking to one person. Mm -hmm. That's going to make it conversational. But in the back of my mind, I kept saying, I, I kept looking at these words and saying, I would never say this to one person. I would never, ever say this to one person. It's not conversational at all. But the person would always insist, well, just pretend you are. And I would try to pretend. And I realized I was trying to put a square peg in a round hole. It just wasn't making any sense because I was looking at the words and the story I was saying and the way I was saying it. And I said, I would never say this this way. I would never say this to one person. This is not conversational one-to-one -one copy. Why am I trying to do that? And then that's when I finally realized I'm not doing that. It's a fallacy. It's a delusion. Mm -hmm. Most of the time in voiceover, particularly commercial voiceover, you are not talking to one person because the copy isn't written that way. It's written as a presentation. It's written as if you were presenting information about the product or service you're talking about. And I realized that the overwhelming majority of copy is not one-to-one. -one. It's one-to-many. It's presentational. Right. Just look at the way it's written and look at the copy. And you'd say to yourself, no, I'd never say this to one person realistically. You're right. So anybody who's ever thought that is correct. Your instincts were correct from the get-go. If you were thinking, wait a minute, I'd never say this to one person, you're right. Because most of the time, you're not talking to one person. So it was just an epiphany when I realized, wait a minute, I'm going to stop putting, trying to put a square peg in a round hole. I'm going to actually read the story as if, realistically, I'm presenting. And that's the way most copy is written. Look at your copy today that I sent you for IBM. I'm excited for that too. And I did, and you're right. I can't wait to get to it. And you're right. This would never feel like me sitting on the sofa with a pal. No, no. Saying those things. No. And I think that was the biggest sense of relief. So mm -hmm. when I started and I knew nothing about nothing. And by the way, I still feel that way. But what I would the best say best actors never stop learning, John. You can. And that's one of the coolest parts, which is that, look, and that's one of the, uh, what this platform is, is always me as teacher and student simultaneously and concurrently. That, that, that nobody goes this alone. Nobody. You can't. Nobody. And why should you? That's the good news is why Absolutely. should you? So this is the part where we would start to take lessons and i and i would be going through practice and practice and practice and and that sense of oh this is like the presentation i delivered to so and so 
That's right. Or, oh, this is like the Ford dealer's presentation. Absolutely. Or this was a right. And so I loved that sense of ease that it gave me entering the voiceover. But I'm going to ask you this. What are your thoughts? I'm just curious on business persons taking voice coaching lessons. They're, if they're in business, that, mm-hmm. that means that they've got to communicate. They can, they're not isolated. They're not reading audiobooks. They're communicating with, other, with their colleagues. And they've got to do a lot of writing, and they've got to do a lot of presenting, and they have to do a lot of explaining. And they've got to be cogent, coherent, and then they've got to sound intelligent. At the same time, they also have to sound conversational, using the jargon mm-hmm. and the language that they use in business. Look at all of the jargon in this spot for IBM. Exactly. Oh, you're going to watch me stumble all over that. But data, <laughs> analytics, phrases like customer, customer engagement initiatives, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, cu- phrases like operational efficiency and workflow optimization, mm-hmm. f- f- phrases like, like, like um, uh, uh, collaborating across the enterprise, being responsive to the market, reinventing customer relationships. Exactly what you I mean, would tell your date on a Saturday night, just the two of you. Absolutely. This is absolutely, this is, this is absolutely dense business jargon right. that they say, and look at the direction. Look at the direction for what they, what they ask you for. You know, you and I have talked, and we've been doing a lot of commercial stuff, and we, right. whenever we talked about things like, oh, healthcare and, mm-hmm. and, and um, uh, finance, uh, one of the things that I've always said to you is just consider the big picture when we're talking about healthcare and finance. You always need to bring warmth and a smile to those things because they are inherently cold. Healthcare is cold. It's blood. It's sharp instruments. It's glaring lights. It's 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 uncertainty, um, and it's cold. So. Our job as narrators is to warm that up and tell the listener, don't worry, you'll be okay. Finance, cold, numbers, black on, uh, on a white page, bottom line, nothing warm there. But that's why banks always say, come on in, you'll like it here. They want you to be comfortable and feel at home, warming up cold things. Look at <laughs> IBM. IBM is, is related to finance. It's mm-hmm. business. What's business? It's bottom line. Mm-hmm. It's cutthroat. It's bottom line. It's profit. Okay. But look at the direction. Look at the direction. It says here, they want they 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 want uh, they're talking about a new solution that's made their life easier mm-hmm. professional yet enthusiastic absolutely bright, optimistic absolutely bright, enthusiastic, not sales heavy exactly confident and not only do they tell you what they want with with those keywords like bright mm-hmm. optimistic enthusiastic expert professional confident but they tell you what they don't want and that's just as important when you right. see that in direction, they didn't say, they didn't write down what they don't want by accident. They specifically stated what they don't want, which is just as important as what they do. So that's our job as actors is not only to give them what they want, but to make sure we don't give them, give them what, what they, they don't, don't. want. Oh. And that's, that helps us even more. They tell us specifically not, not sales heavy, not announcer like, not flat or dull. I love this. By the way, we were talking earlier. 
So Mark is an author of the book called V-O-O-O-H. And one of your social media posts, that's funny that you say that, one of the social media posts that I pulled that I was going to ask you about, you just answered, which I am literally reading verbatim. If you are reading dense technical copy, don't try to keep it interesting and don't lose your smile. Of course. I call it warming up cold things. That's you exactly rest it to the letter. That's what it is. And that's what they're asking you to do here. It's the same thing they're asking you to do this. They always want you. Who wants to listen to something that's flat or dull? Who wants to listen to an announcer? An thing. Who wants to listen to somebody sales heavy and trying to convince right. you? But in this particular case, they don't even, they, they look at what the first line in this direction says, the voice of a customer. Who's just used a new product or business solution. Mm -hmm. Now, this customer is pretty tech savvy. I got to tell you. Okay. I've never heard a customer being this savvy. This was written by somebody at IBM who's not a customer. That's <laughs> They're the clients. Well, that's the thing. They're the clients. I love that. Not to mention, so one of the reasons I find that, that there was the sense of relief in two different directions. Mm -hmm. That sense for me of entering voiceover and knowing how competitive it is. And yeah, I have a nice voice, some say, and so did 50 trillion other people. And yes. the fact of the matter is, so that's not going to typically do it. Nope. That's that, that there's an infinite number of choices and most of them better. But what that relief that you gave me was this sense of symmetry. It's like, oh, right. There were things that I was doing in sales. I didn't know they had names. I didn't know that they were a system. I was one of those people, and I would have addressed it if I, before I met you, which is, oh, I just do this. Um, you taught me something in, in terms of presentation and in terms of called take it down beat. And I remember doing that, but so randomly during presentation. People would say, oh, it just sounds like you're launching into a conversation. And I'm like, oh, okay, I guess. And I remember you training me specifically in terms of the technique. Want to go real fast, like for a business person, what do you mean by take a downbeat? And then begin. Mark? Yes, I'm here. I'm here. Did you, oh. were, did you ask me a question? Yeah, forgive me. I was going to say, you had, it, 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 my fault. So you would talk to me about a specific technique of taking a downbeat. Take yeah. a downbeat, take a breath, and then begin in yeah. terms of a presentation. Mm -hmm. Can you describe what that means in terms of reading copy? Well, when you say take a downbeat, what mm. do you mean exactly, John? Oh, what I mean is more in terms of entering a conversation um, rather than giving a speech. I remember okay. it, you know. Right. Well, again, in this particular case, you know, when when we are presenting, we are in, in I mean, technically mm -hmm. we're giving a speech, we're giving a talk, we're 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 talking to people. And it isn't so much a speech per se that you're standing behind a podium. It's all you're ever doing is when you're presenting is you're sharing what you know. If yep. you can just come from that, that simple, simple mm -hmm. place, I'm sharing what I know. When you come from that place, you're coming from sincerity. You're coming from magnanimity. You're coming from a good, sincere place. Mm -hmm. It's not slick. It's just sincere. I'm sharing what I know. I love that. I want to make another point here on, on, on looking at this, at this script. There's, oh, do there's it. one thing about this script that you, mm -hmm. that, that you must understand. Mm -hmm. 
there's a disconnect between the direction and the actual story itself. And I'll tell you why. Because in the very beginning of, the, of this, the direction, it says here, the voice of a customer who's mm-hmm. just used a new product or business solution. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's the premise in the direction. But then when you look at the story, that is not the direction. That's not the story. That's not the premise. Nope. Because the story says, we surveyed, we surveyed what we found. Mm-hmm. Phrases like we surveyed and what we found is not the voice of a customer. It's no. the voice of IBM. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. This is not the voice of a customer. So I just want to remind your listeners that all because you look at the direction and you read the direction, you say, okay, and now I know what I'm going to do. And then you look at the story and say, wait a second, this isn't what the direction said. I want you, I want you and your listeners to understand that the direction and the story is not necessarily together. Sometimes there's a disconnect. And if there is a disconnect and you find a disconnect, concentrate on the story. The story dictates what you need to do, mm-hmm. not the direction. I find sometimes mm-hmm. that, uh, that, that where writers will write it, will given, they'll do what they're supposed to do. They're assigned to write a story. Mm-hmm. And then the creator director will write the direction. And it'll be a disconnect there. Always concentrate on the story. On the story. So this first, this, yeah. right, this, this first uh, sentence in the direction, the voice of a customer has just used a new product or business solution, is wrong. It's erroneous. It does not apply to the story. If you read the story, the story isn't the voice of a customer. The story is a person from IBM, an expert at IBM, like, a, like, a, like an Apple uh, genius, whatever it is. Yeah. Okay. It says, and again, when you see phrases like we surveyed cloud decision makers and users from around the world, well, who's going to be able to survey decision makers, over 800 decision makers around the world? Only a company like IBM, not right. a customer not who's just used a new back. product or business right. solution. It's erroneous. In so all I'm telling you is, is that whenever you come across a, a, a script, no matter what it is, mm-hmm. whether it's a commercial, a narration piece like this, mm-hmm. be discerning. Look at the story let the story dictate if the direction happens to complement that then the direction is tied and correct if the direction goes against that then ignore the direction in terms of the premise Mm -hmm. in terms of the key words those are important Right. right optimistic, enthusiastic, expert, professional, and confident. confident. All those words apply. Mm-hmm. It, that's it, but that's for your delivery. But that's not the premise. This premise of the customer is wrong. And that's the reason that I sent you this as well, because I leave these examples, warts and all. <laughs> I love it. For you to look at and say, okay, this isn't exactly what you see on the page. There's something going on here. And that's why I always say, be discerning. I think one of, and I love this. And in a moment, I'm thinking, why don't we take a whack at this or yeah. two, if you don't mind. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Than my thought as I'm hearing you now and looking at this creative and commercial, here's one of the things that was running through my mind, that sense of always stick with the story. This to me is the reminder as to why, like, so, what, I, what I'm telling people in terms of utilizing your voice, finding your business voice, and all of that is 
before that, it's, you've got to get your content right, which I mean buttoned up, know the story. Of course. You've got to know the story. Get your mindset right so that you're in a position to improvise. So when you see something like this in a presentation, then it doesn't feel as fast moving. And if you're just moving toggles to addressing the melody in your voice or the volume or the pace, people aren't going to hear you sweat because you've got the content buttoned up. You've got the speed brought down in terms of the situation in the room because you know the story. You know right. The but just always, but again, let the keywords guide you. All right. Mm -hmm. When you see keywords like bright, optimistic, enthusiastic, when you see words like enthusiastic, mm -hmm. does that mean that your pace is slow? No, your no. pace is conversational. Your pace mm -hmm. is brisk. Okay. Um, uh, when we talk about when we have a keyword like bright, what does that mean? That affects, that's the register of your voice. Yep. Does that mean it's, if you're a bright voice, they want you in your lower register? No, that's not no. bright at all. Okay. Nope. Uh, so, so there are certain keywords mm -hmm. that will affect exactly how you speak about them, how you talk about them, your register, your pacing, mm -hmm. your texture, your breath control, your projection. All of these things are all dependent on these keywords that are prompts for you, emotional prompts. Oh, I'm supposed to be enthusiastic. Okay. That means I'm going to speak a little bit quicker. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to have more inflection in my voice and my voice is going to be up in my mid to upper range. If they want me bright, well, that matches because that's my smile and that's how much energy I'm bringing to it. Optimistic. That's my attitude. That's my tone. That's my can-do spirit. That's my can-do voice. That's my voice that empowers you, the listener. You can do this. This is something you can do. You're a smart person. Yeah. That's optimistic. That's, that's a can-do thing. Yeah. So you yet you use these key words mm -hmm. to drive your story in terms of the actual way you express yourself. I love that. It ties right into a quote that you used in another Insta post, which was breathing is everything in VO and more. It's pitch control, intonation, projection, volume control, yes. inflection, yeah. texture, yeah. placement, yeah. and energy. Oh. And as you keep saying, it's you're you're following the story, you're listening to the attention, you're paying attention to the key words so that you're honoring the story and honoring the client, so to speak, and telling the story and telling a true story. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then again, in terms of, of uh, and then presenting this story mm -hmm. and actually performing this story, where are you telling this story? Mm -hmm. You, and that's basically what you have to do is you have to apply acting techniques to voice acting. If yep. you're going to apply reading techniques, then you're not doing voice acting. Mm -hmm. You're doing reading. That's all you're doing is reading words. A lot of voice actors say they call themselves voice actors, but in reality, they're not acting. They're reading. They're reading. They, but they think that that's their job as voice actors is to read words. No, mm -hmm. that's the job of a reader. The job of a of an of a voice actor is to act just like everybody on stage and everybody on camera. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes people get the impression in business too that acting construes false. And yeah, I right, exactly. Wildly disagree with that. I just no. really, you are bringing life to the situation. Uh, in my field in broadcast advertising sales for years, it it felt like it was the job of us salespeople or sales management to convince you or deluge you in information. 
and uh-huh. the more I threw at you, the mm-hmm. more likely maybe I would have you cry give or uncle and you mm-hmm. would do it and nobody did. So no. it then turned into a story and in terms of the, that, that ability to tell a story. And to me, that's where I see this direct link in between voice acting, voiceover and business presentation. Mm-hmm. That, that you are completely authentic. In fact, you're at your most engaged when you know what the story is. So not just what this, and not just what the story is, but mm-hmm. where where you are physically telling the story. In other words, if you say I'm a voice actor behind a microphone mm-hmm. in a little booth in mm-hmm. my apartment telling the story, <laughs> then you will be a voice actor in right. your little booth in your apartment telling mm-hmm. the story, and you'll always be that. Right. But if you say to yourself. You look at this story and you say, oh, I'm a representative. I'm the spokesman for IBM at the mm-hmm. at this cloud convention. Yep. And I'm presenting to this business audience mm-hmm. about about the cloud and what IBM knows about the cloud and what IBM is doing about the cloud and how IBM is, has operated has been operating mm-hmm. in the cloud for the past X amount of years. And basically, again, talking to your peers that's what you're doing Mm -hmm. and you're not only just telling the story you think you're just up there telling a story no you're showing pictures as you're telling the story you're showing graphs you're showing charts you're showing still shots you're showing shots of business being done and transactions in the market and, and 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 products and services you're showing all sorts of things as you're telling the story right well i'm ex what you've done for me is to be able to catapult myself from situation to situation. And rather than just be announcer reader, like we talked about earlier, that I can project myself in the situation. So I thought it would be fun and I don't mind being guinea pig here. My God, I've done this with you an awful lot. And, and as I said, and the good part is it's fun to see the difference. So I would like to take, I'll take a couple of passes at that, or like I said, one and then a corrected version. I would love to do this. And to pull myself in, we've given a lot of clues and I'm happy to stay with them. But my thought was that I could see myself very easily at a convention, at a trade show. I could see myself Easily. Absolutely. And uh, now, friend, what, what we're going to do uh, today, John, is you're going to use that introduction that we worked on. Mm-hmm. So you're going you're gonna to introduce yourself, let them know that we're, we're at, uh, mm-hmm. uh, in this case, uh, CloudCon. Um, yeah. And of course, every, every computer company in the world is there. Mm-hmm. You got IBM, you got Apple, you got, uh, and you got all the other uh, ancillary uh, companies that, 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 that help them. So, so we've got, this is a pretty huge convention mm-hmm. here. Before we start, I just want to let your listeners uh, know the the direction on this spot, and which, which we've been talking about. And the direction specifically says, the voice of a customer who has just used a new product or business solution. That's the premise of this spot. Mm-hmm. Of course, we've determined that when you actually tell the story, that's not really the premise. But they go on, they say, the new solution has made their life much easier. Uh, He or she is excited to share the news about the results with a colleague or a business partner. So here's the delusion that you're actually talking to a business partner, Mm -hmm. but that's, you'd never say this ever to anybody. Uh, Professional 
yet enthusiastic, uh, what the IBM voice is, what the IBM voice is. So there we are. What mm-hmm. the IBM voice is, they totally belie the first sentence. The first sentence says the voice of a customer, and then that sentence says what the mm-hmm. IBM, IBM voice, voice is. is. Yep. So they can contradict themselves within mm-hmm. three sentences. <laughs> Total contradiction yep. in terms. This happens a lot. So just, again, be discerning. But right. the keywords, what do they give you? The IBM voice is what? Mm-hmm. Bright, optimistic, enthusiastic. They mentioned enthusiastic twice. Mm-hmm. You think they want enthusiastic? Yeah. Expert, expert, professional, confident. And they also tell you what they don't want. Sales heavy, announcer like, flat or dull. That said, we're going to ignore this premise of the voice of a customer. This is from IBM. You're the spokesperson for IBM. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome from IBM, Mr. John Duffin. Hey, folks. Welcome to TechCom. It is great to have you all here. It's been a long day, I know, but we've got so much fun stuff to talk about in terms of bringing the cloud from the server room to the boardroom. We know that I, they say cloud's no longer an IT buzzword. There's so much to look forward to. So look, I'm thrilled you're here. Relax. We've got a ton of information that I'd love to share with you. So let us share a little bit and enjoy. And let me show you what I'm talking about. Oh, thank you, man. And let me show. Keywords, share and let me show. And let me and let me show exactly. you what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Right? You've heard the talk about bringing cloud from the server room to the boardroom. Well, cloud is no longer an IT buzzword. It's a business reality. It isn't just critical for big data and analytics. It's critical for consumer engagement initiatives like mobile and social. We surveyed cloud decision makers and users from around the world, more than 800 of them, to find out how organizations are really using cloud. I'll give you a hint. It's not just for operational efficiency and workflow optimization. What we found is that forward-thinking companies across industries are using cloud for a strategic reinvention. They're making better decisions and engaging with customers in smarter ways. These pace setters know it's about collaborating across the enterprise and being responsive to the market. And ultimately, it's all about the customer experience. In fact, Pace setters are 130% more likely to reinvent customer relationships using cloud. It's time to get serious about your cloud strategy because those who don't will be left behind. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Great first take on this one. Great first take. John, you sounded like you were talking to me. You sounded like you were talking to me and you sounded like you knew what you were talking about. And the key as you said in here, now, when you were doing your intro mm-hmm. and you were actually saying some of the copy that was bringing cloud from the server room to the boardroom and right. cloud's no longer an IT buzzword, in your introduction, you can refer, I, the only word that I want you to refer to in your introduction is the cloud. Cloud. Okay. Great. And to let them know the subject matter that you're talking about in that introduction. But no specifics in that introduction. Leave the specifics to your story. If you know you're going to be talking about the cloud, then you can refer to it. Mm -hmm. And and refer to it very simply. Again, what we're talking about. Thank you very much. Really happy to be here today. Been with IBM for the Mm -hmm. past 20 years and been uh, specializing in cloud strategy Mm -hmm. for the past 10. 
I could talk about IBM and what we do with the cloud all day long, but let me show you, let me give you the specifics. Now we can go into our specifics, mm -hmm. bringing cloud from the server room to the boardroom. That cloud's no longer an IT buzzword. It's a business reality. Absolutely. So if you know what you're talking about, your general subject, just mention the one word subject in your introduction if you want to refer to it and allude to it, but don't get into any specifics until your actual story itself. Great. Okay. Now, do me a favor. Uh, we're going to make a couple of uh, mm -hmm. just adjustments. Sure. Because overall, you're, you nailed what they asked for, John. Thank Bright, mm -hmm. optimistic, enthusiastic, expert, professional, confident. You had every one of those things in there. Every single buzzword, every single keyword in that direction was in your delivery. You answered and what they wanted. And you also gave them what they didn't want. Not sales heavy, what they did, not yeah. announcer-like. Again, not, you weren't announcer-like, you weren't sales heavy, you weren't trying to push me, and you weren't flat or dull. Mm -hmm. But John, your voice is anything but flat or dull. <laughs> it's never been flat or dull. You could read the phone book and make it interesting <laughs> and fun because you are an, an enthusiastic, a, a, a forward-leading individual. That's you, that's your personality, and that's what you put into it. And when people hear your authentic personality in, a, in, a, in, a, in, in any kind of story you're telling them, the one thing they hear more than anything else is sincerity. And when you're sincere, you, 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 you got them. Yeah. Because uh, as they say in Hollywood, always be sincere, even if you don't mean it. <laughs> That's, yeah, I know. So we're here all week, try the veal. All right. right. So, so, so now, so do me a favor. I want you to make a, want you to make a couple of, of just adjustments. Sure. And I want you to do this one more time. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, about oh, a quarter of the way down. It's critical to customer engagement initiatives. Yes. It's critical to customer, customer engagement initiatives. You'd said consumer oh, engagement initiatives. Sorry. Engagement so we'll fix that. Yep. All right. We, next line, we surveyed cloud decision makers and users from around the world. So the phrase cloud decision makers and users just got a little swallowed, a little okay, mushy. Right. Mm -hmm. So I just need you to clear that up. Yep. Just a little bit. Mm hmm. And how many times have we said the word cloud up until this point? One, two, two three, four, uh, three times at least. Mm -hmm. So if we've said the word cloud three times, we don't need to keep re re uh, reintroducing the word cloud. We're going to hit the modifier. So look at that line. We survey cloud decision makers, decision makers, cloud decision makers, right? So you put the emphasis on decision makers, right? And then from around the world, more than 800 of them. And you said to find out how organizations are really using cloud. We've already mentioned cloud three times. So put the emphasis on the modifier are really using cloud. We don't need the emphasis on cloud. We've already said cloud three times to find out how organizations are really using cloud. Great. Because we've already mentioned cloud three times. Don't need to reintroduce mm -hmm. cloud again. Okay. Yep. So put the emphasis on using and that's overall Overall, that's what you want to do is concentrate on verbs and nouns. Just remember this. I mentioned this to you before. Verbs and nouns drive you through the story. Mm -hmm. I'm going to the store to get some bread. Verb, noun, verb, noun. Perfect. I'm going, I'm going to the convenience store to get some delicious bread. Now we're adding some adjectives and adverbs. Mm -hmm. But mainly, verbs and nouns drive you through the story. Mm -hmm. So midway through... 
Um, um, uh, where it says, what we found is that forward-thinking companies across industries are using cloud for strategic reinvention. reinvention. They're using cloud for strategic Mm -hmm. reinvention, not using cloud for strategic reinvention, are using cloud Mm -hmm. for strategic reinvention. So using the verb strategic reinvention, the noun. Mm -hmm. Great. Back up. We surveyed cloud decision makers and users from around the world. So we got these nouns, more than 800 of them, to find out how organizations are really using cloud. And we have the verb. Just remember, verbs drive you through the story. Great. Down toward the bottom, you said 130%, but it's 136. So we'll fix that. Not a problem. So look at the last two lines, John. What do the last two lines say? It's time to get serious about your cloud strategy. It's time to get serious about your cloud strategy. And then the next line? Because those who don't will be left behind. Give me those two lines again. It's time to get serious about your cloud strategy. Because those who don't, will be left behind. Good. Now do that with, that with your eyes closed. Mm-hmm. It's time to get serious about your cloud strategy because those who don't will be left behind. You see that? So whenever you got short lines like that, mm-hmm. look up at the top. Cloud is no longer an IT buzzword. It's, it's a, a business reality. reality. So you notice how all these lines are now flush left. When yep. you see the ability for you to look at the line and say the line without reading the line, you can glance at the line and then throw the line. You can lift the line. You can actually say these words without reading them while your eyes are on the page. You can glance and it's a business reality. You don't need to read that line. Right. So whenever you got really, really short lines, no matter what it is, no matter whether it's a commercial, a presentation, even an audiobook, it doesn't matter. If you got a short line, there's just no need to read. And it answers the age-old question of how do you sound like you're not reading? Don't read. Don't. (laughs) This is great, man. Let's do it again for the top, ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome one more time, just in case you missed him, from IBM, Mr. John Duffin. Folks, it's great that you're here with us today. We are thrilled at IBM that we get to talk more about cloud. There's so much that we've learned. I've been with IBM for close to 20 years. I can talk about cloud from the, like I said, for all day, all night long. But let me share with you some of the innovations, some of the great light that's coming. Make your life a little bit easier and a lot more productive. Have a seat, relax, and let me happily share. You've heard the talk about bringing cloud from the server room to the boardroom. Well, cloud is no longer an IT buzzword. It's a business reality. It isn't just critical for big data and analytics. It's critical for customer engagement initiatives like mobile and social. We surveyed cloud decision makers and users from around the world, more than 800 of them, to find out how organizations are really using cloud. I'll give you a hint. It's not just for operational efficiency or workflow optimization. What we found is that forward-thinking companies across industries are are using cloud for strategic reinvention. They're making better decisions and engaging with customers in smarter ways. These paysetters know it's about collaborating across the enterprise and being responsive to the market. And ultimately, it's all about the customer experience. In fact, paysetters are 130%, in fact, paysetters are 136% more likely to reinvent customer relationships using cloud. It's time to get serious about your cloud strategy. Because those who don't 
will be left behind. Exactly. Exactly. And, and again, you understood, you, you, you made your own changes. You made your own corrections right there in real time. So after you said for about third of the way down to find out how organizations are really using cloud, then you went for a couple of sentences. And then you said, what we found is that forward thinking companies across industries are using cloud for strategic Mm -hmm. reinvention. And then you stopped and said, "Ah, are using cloud for strategic reinvention. So you remember that and you put Mm -hmm. the emphasis on the verb. You caught yourself, you were listening Mm -hmm. to yourself, Mm -hmm. John. So not only for those of you, I'm going to talk about John, and the second person just for a second, all right? Because John not only listens to the, to, to the director, but John listens to himself. And, and as he's listening, if he hears something untoward, if he hears he makes a mistake, John just stops, takes a beat, goes back either to the beginning of the sentence or grabs that phrase with the emphasis that he needed to do. He basically, he checks himself at the end of each sentence. Now I'll go back to talking to you, John, but basically (laughs) that's basically what we have to do. When we get to the end of a sentence, when we get to the end of any sentence that we're telling in in terms of a story, there's this momentary, there's this moment where we have to decide, do we go on? Did I get that? Mm -hmm. Is that right? Do I continue? Or was that wrong? Do I stop? Do I go back and, 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 and fix that? You can, and, and when you do that, as long as you're listening to yourself, you can make a mental note. You could, you could make a mistake and just continue to go, but make a mental note and say, okay, I'm going to go back and get that. I'm just going to, I'm not going to stop my momentum. So I stumbled for a second. I'm going to get up and I'm going to continue running. All right. And that's basically, I'll use your running metaphor. Great. Because that's really what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. When you're running, if you fall and stumble, if you don't hurt yourself too much, you're going to get up and continue running. Oh, that's happened. <laughs> All right. And sometimes, once in a blue moon, you'll fall and stumble and you'll really hurt yourself and realize, okay, I'm not going to be running anymore today. Right. I'm just going to give myself mm-hmm. a rest here. Now, in voice acting, when we're doing this and we're narrating in real time, we're running. Our mouths are running. Mm-hmm. And we make stumbles. Well, what do we do? You just stop, go back, grab the phrase, and then keep on running. And that's the beauty of voiceover. Just keep this in mind, everybody who's listening. You know why they call it voiceover? Mm -hmm. You get to do it over again. And over and over and over and over until you get it right. All right? That's a joke. That's a joke, but that's basically. But it's a a beautiful picture. That's exactly. Keep that in mind always. You know, when you're doing voiceover, you don't have to worry about making any mistakes. You're not live stage. When you're doing a live stage play, there's no take two. All right. No. You're you're on a wire without a net. That's it. That's the that's the the thrill of stage is because you're on a wire without a net. There is no take two. You don't have the safety net of voiceover be underneath you. But if you make a mistake, don't worry about it. You can always do it over again. Get up, brush yourself off, and continue running. Continue running. I love that. I think, and first off, thank you for that feedback. It, it helps me a ton. What I'm learning is you do it, and you've done this with me. I align with people that make me comfortable because what that does is it stops my mind from racing. Someone may ask, well, if you're listening to yourself, are you really all in the conversation? And the best answer I can give you is, oh, you are, because 
The only way I can do that, and I'm not trying to commend myself, I'm only saying the only reason I can do that is because I'm comfortable enough that I'm not unnerved. If I'm unnerved or if I'm, oh, I made a mistake, I'd never be able to go back. I wouldn't be able to do it. But mm-hmm. it, it's, you align yourself with people. We talked about it earlier. They're going to make you comfortable that are, and, and are going to make you better. And also, too, that are around to give you the confidence to take risks and yes. your ability yes. to know the material, to know the context, to know the subject of the, of the forum, to know that's what preparation. you're standing in. That's preparation, preparation, John. Yeah, that's, and there's nothing I can do about that. That's, that's totally on you. Your preparation, yeah. the, ch- the choices, mm-hmm. the choices that you make. Um, uh, and don't forget also is that as you're telling a story, uh, uh, particularly, again, any performer, doesn't matter where they are, in front of a mic, in front of a camera, on stage, we are multitasking. We are doing a million different things exactly. all at the same time. That's what performance is all about. And it's juggling those things expertly and, 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 and without any effort, or at least without any mm-hmm. effort on the listener's part or the viewer's part. It's seeming, seemingly effortless from their perspective. We know just how much effort goes into what it is we do. That's it. One, I, that's it. There's an athlete, Russell Wilson, quarterback, Seattle Seahawks, NFL, and his big line is preparation is the separation. And when you do his words, everything slows down. And Mm -hmm. that's why what you do to help me enables me to lose the nerves, stay focused. And folks, this is why that sort of preparation. And you think this doesn't matter if you're speaking in business and I'm saying it does. Find people in your corner. Mark, just one more question in, in yes, sir. which I'm wildly grateful for. So I was thinking in addition to the way things have changed technically with COVID and with all of us being home and utilizing Zoom and Skype and all that sort of thing, are you being, in addition to that, are you being asked for different sorts of training or is it pretty much the same with different technology? What do you mean? What, what is like winding up in your plate? Has that changed any in 2020? It really hasn't. It really hasn't. If anything, it's accelerated. In other That's words, right. uh, it's just more, uh, uh, more, uh, um, well, let's put it this way. The, the, because the past six months, we, we've had to uh, make adjustments and, and basically cancel uh, physical uh, uh, in-person classes in, in three dimensions where people are sitting uh, uh, shoulder to shoulder uh, like they used to. Um, since that has changed and we've been forced to make, uh, make our technology work for us even more so, I think that, that uh, the past six months have shown an amazing, and it does not surprise me at all, uh, a, a creativity, a explosion of creativity, basically, of how we're using the medium. Uh, people are very creative. They're very inventive. Uh, 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 production types and creative types f- always find workarounds and new applications for old technology or existing technology. So you have seen just in the past six months, not just the explosion of Zoom and Skype, mm-hmm. which have basically doubled or tripled in value in terms of the stock market, right. but you've also seen other platforms t- jumping in to augment that so you got the you have the google thing and you got the facebook thing and you got all sorts of other 
uh, 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 um, platforms that are enabling people to communicate. And not just to communicate, but to communicate in real time and to collaborate. You've seen many, many videos now where you've got, you have individual musicians from all over the world mm -hmm. recording their pieces and then basically everybody putting it together in an ensemble. All right. Yep. And basically figuring out how to make the technology work. So in terms of your question as uh, has, has my teaching changed, it hasn't changed. It's just accelerated nice. and it's gotten more, more pointed and more focused uh, uh, in terms of, of making up for uh, possibly the, the one-to-one -one connection which we, the physical in-person connection, which we had before, which we will get back eventually. It's going to be a while yet, though. But in the interim, we're making this medium uh, and all, and mediums like this work for us even more, even better. And, um, and I, I think it's, uh, uh, so I haven't seen much of a change there, but I have seen uh, just a, a huge acceleration and improvement on the technology that we've already got. That uh, I'm excited for that explosion and adaptation to the change. Look, yeah. I know you are all over social media. Mark Cashman, you will find him everywhere, all over Instagram and everywhere you look. Cashmancommercials.com. You're going to find Mark in regards to booking and classes and speaking and events. Um, anywhere else that I should be directing our crowd to, to find you. Thank you, John. Hey, Mark, you are a lifesaver to me, not to mention you've propelled me to move things forward, and I love the chance to continue to work and grow with you. So I thank you for being on the program. My Couldn't pleasure. Be more grateful. Oh, my God, you, it, it was great. You just make me happy. Folks, there you have it. Another episode of Your Message Received. Your Message Received is the business podcast to find your business voice. Keep tuning in, keep liking, sharing again, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all over the place. As Mark reminded us as well, this is John Duffin with Duffin Media. And yes, I will keep running your voiceovers to the finish. And I'll be back here again. And I really look forward to joining for you to join me. Thanks so much. Welcome back, and we will see you soon. Have a great day, all. Bye-bye. And now, making its way across the finish line, your message received has been a production of Duffin Media.